Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Heart of Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Siegfried, and I am just so thankful you are joining me today. I have a very special guest. She's just phenomenal, and we have a really heartfelt conversation on confidence and securities and really who um, God has called us to be. So join me as I talk with Amanda Pittman. She is the founder of Confident Women Co., and we're going to dive in. Welcome, Amanda, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. You are just such a bright light in this in this world, you know, especially this year. Yeah. Thank you. I, I'm really excited to be here, and you're already so warm, you know? It's nice when you meet people and you feel comfortable with them, and so oh. it's such a pleasure to be here and, and talk to you and talk to your audience. Yes, yes. So I always love to start, especially for when people aren't, maybe they're not following or they're not aware of what you're doing. Um, I always love to chat about where you started, you know, like, has God always been a vital piece in your life? Have you always been a Christian? Or what was that turning point or like the testimony that really brought you to where you are today? Yeah, thanks for asking. So I actually grew up in church. Both my parents were believers. And my dad's from the Dominican Republic. And my mom grew up on a farm in Minnesota, like too crazy. Oh my gosh, so different. Yeah, they met in Florida. Um, but my dad got saved in college and my mom grew up as a Christian. And um, I grew up in a Christian household. And it's such a privilege to be able to grow up in a Christian household. The scripture says, train up your child in the way that they should go. So when they're older, they won't depart from it. And I've seen it in my own life. Even when I've tried to run away from God, I come back. Um, and so I'm like, if I just do that, I can fail as a parent in so many different ways. But if I teach my children the gospel and the love of Christ, they're going to come back. So yes. I grew up in a Christian household. Um, but I have, I had a whole lot of identity and confidence issues growing up. Um, in school, I, I performed really well in band and music because that was my place to shine. Um, but I had just really low self-esteem. So I just didn't do really well with choosing friendships. I didn't choose high quality friendships. Um, I didn't do well with choosing even romantic relationships. And I got into just toxic relationships in, in high school and that even carried over into college. And I had this long-standing relationship. It was long then. It was like two years and seven months, which feels like an eternity when you're, when you're you know, young. Yes. <laughs> um, and it was just really bad. Um, it was really bad, really toxic, um, sexually manipulative, manipulative in, in every way. Um, and it, it wasn't right. Um, and what I mean, it wasn't right. It was so outside of who I was, you know, like, I was always the girl who wanted to wait until her wedding day um, and, and be pure. And um, it was so left field. And um, and it was a the type of relationship, it felt like an octopus. Like every time you tried to get away, another you <laughs> and reels you back. It felt like that. And it, it, it really ripped me to shreds. And I became so depressed. Um, I, I was really depressed, had a super low self-esteem, felt like my worth depended on how I looked or my sexuality. And um, I went into college with that relationship. And because I went into college with that relationship, I barely made friends my freshman year of college. And that's when you're supposed to really, you know, let your wings go. And yeah. 
I was missing out on so much of life. I just stayed in my dorm room, didn't make friends and it wasn't good. And so I was so upset with God because my life didn't look the way that I thought it should. I felt like, man, if God were good, he wouldn't let me go through something so painful. Um, and so it was in college where I really strayed away from the Lord. I um, got into, you know, partying. Yeah, I was there. Whole <laughs> <laughs> yeah. college story, you know, partying, yeah. drinking, looking for your worth and your validation in guys. I, I was still in a relationship, ended up cheating. He cheated on me. It was just a really toxic, toxic situation. And so um, I was just, I sprawled out. So I looked into different religions. I went to a oh, wow. temple. Yeah, I went to a Hindu temple. Um, I looked into Buddhism and I, I would go to debates on campus between Christians and atheists. And I would just have this smug satisfaction whenever the atheists would win because I was like, yeah, get them. Because I was so bitter and so upset with God. And I, and I, and I, I just had this resentment towards him. And I realized, wow, partying and drinking and smoking and looking into different religions, it, it, it's even less satisfying, like far less satisfying. I thought I would be more satisfied, but it was far less satisfying. And I was the girl who grew up who was the weirdo. I was the nerd, weird, like band girl, you know? And so like, <laughs> I thought that, you know, if I just got into, you know, what the cool kids are doing and, and, and it really came up short and I, and I came to the end of myself and, um, I actually had this dream and I don't share this often, but I had this dream. Um, my, it was after the end of my freshman year of college and I was partying a bunch. I, I was still super far from the Lord, complete rebellion towards him and uh, denounced the faith. And I had a dream. And in this dream, I was taken up into heaven like the rapture. Oh my gosh. I was taken up into heaven and I met Jesus and he hugged me and I was like, Jesus, I don't deserve to be here. You saw what I've been doing. You know who I am. And he was saying, I, I don't remember. And he was saying, this is yours. I saw all of heaven. I saw angels floating around. I saw joy. It looked like joy physically manifested almost. And I, and I saw heard the most beautiful music, saw the most vibrant colors. It was like nothing I'd ever experienced before. And it was just awe, like beyond what I could even fathom. So I believe it was more than a dream. And I, yeah. and I said, no, I said, no, God, take me back. Yeah. I said, I don't deserve to be here. And he was like, no, this is yours. You belong. Oh my gosh. He wrapped his arms around me. And and, and there was a, there was other parts of that. And, and I shared that on my, on my YouTube channel, but I um, ended up waking up and the next day I went to church with my best friend and I told her about it. She was like, huh, that's interesting because she was like far from the Lord too. I don't know what led us to go to church and I, I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it. My life didn't change immediately. Um, I was still like in opposition to him, but I couldn't shake it. I was like, what if that's who I really am? Yeah. What if I'm not this rebellious person what if I'm actually a child of God what what if that's actually how the Lord sees me and I and it drew me back um it wasn't immediate 
<laughs> I, I still yeah. wanted to live my life and do my own thing, but it came up short. And I came to the end of myself and I said, God, I don't know. I, I, I don't know who you are. I don't know if you are Allah. I don't know if you're the universe. I don't know if you even exist, but all I know is that I'm surrendering and I'm saying, show me who you are. I love Show that. me who you are. And it, there was a series of events in college that led me back to him. And he just made it so undeniably clear. If the dream wasn't enough, I had <laughs> crazy instances where I was just like, man, if I ran away from this, it would be just complete re rebellion. And it wouldn't be because he didn't show himself to me. He was completely faithful to show himself to me. And because of that, I just gave him my whole life. And I found that he's far more satisfying every time, even now in my life, every time yeah. that I try to find satisfaction, in everything else, it always comes up short. It's like, well, I learned my lesson, like <laughs> in any other place, but it always comes up short. Only, I only find it in him. And so wow. um, I think I serve him and I, and I love him because he is the answer and he is the source of my satisfaction and he's the reason. And um, he's just made that undeniably clear in my life. I love that so much. That's so beautiful. I mean, how amazing for him to show up in that kind of way, you know, and, and he, like, he doesn't give up on us ever. I have a similar, I mean, same thing, like everything you said, even growing up and my parents, even my parents like would say that verse out loud of like, you know, raise your kid, in the, <laughs> train your kid in the way that they should go. And they'll return to me. And it's just funny. Cause you're, you know, you're like, okay, whatever. And then yeah. And then it totally happened for me too, in the same sort of way, just feeling that conviction of my lifestyle that wasn't what I knew I was or who I was in him. But it's just so fascinating because I feel like, especially with 2020, I think he, he's bringing people full circle. And like, it seems like the theme on this season has been identity and trying to discover our trying to discover our worth and our confidence and everything, our identity in him and not in what the world says about us. And kind of like you, like dealing with the relationships and the friendships that really, that's where we were putting worth. Yeah. And so I just think it's fabulous. I think everyone listening, especially if they're going, I mean, I have to die to myself every day. <laughs> so Every day. Every <laughs> single day. So I just think your, your testimony is a great word for everyone listening. I truly do. So, but once you started following in the path that God had for you, where did that take you? Because it doesn't happen, obviously you said overnight, but like what path did it start to take you on? You know, it's actually crazy that I denied God's will for my life for several years because the moment I started serving him, my life changed for the better like and it just drastically changed for the better and um i know that's not everybody's story and mm -hmm. god's a sovereign god and sometimes you can serve him and your life becomes more challenging he's still good and he's still going to be there for you but that's just my testimony that's my story and so the moment i started serving god um i met my husband immediately afterwards oh I, my I, gosh I, yeah so i let go of the bad relationship that i was in i was just like i'm done i'm done i'm done and so i let go of it and a month later, my oh, husband and I started dating. And before we even started dating, he told me, yeah, the next woman that I date is going to be my wife. So the moment that we started dating, I knew. I think yeah. we knew. It was very intentional. And um, 
I can't say that I was healed. I can't say that I was, I was totally over my last relationship, totally over. I was ready to start fresh, but I can't say that I was completely healed. But I was like, you know what? This guy's amazing. I'm not passing this up. <laughs> That's like a perfect part of my story. But what I can say is that God used it and he had a plan for me. Yeah. And so uh, my husband, incredible godly guy, pursued me. We were, um, we didn't have sex until our wedding day, which was my dream. Um, yeah. And he, we dated for 11 months. And during those 11 months, we were on, you know, campus at, at Southern Methodist University, SMU okay. in Dallas. And, you know, the culture of that campus is um, more of a hookup culture. Like nobody gets married in campus. It's not like one of those <laughs> ring by spring schools. It's, oh, like, the <laughs> by far, it's, it's the opposite. Like, I like just heard of that term like the other week because I didn't, I didn't know anything about ring by spring. <laughs> Well, SMU is like the complete opposite. It's just like, you know, you'll probably get married when you're like 30 and um, you're rolling in dough. Um, but no, so, so we were such an anomaly on campus that we were in the campus newspaper because we were engaged on campus. Oh my gosh. Look at these unicorns engaged on campus. and That's hilarious. Um, yeah. And so because we're in this culture that was so different than what we were pursuing, we felt alone. We're like, man, like nobody's trying to date God's way. Like this is not cool. Um, but we said, Hey, if we are feeling this way, if we're feeling lonely, if this is difficult for us, then how many other people are out there feeling lonely that we should connect with? We started recording relationship YouTube videos about our journey. And, and I don't think that we were trying to be an authority during the time, but we're just trying to share what's helping us, you know, like, I remember us recording a video on purity takes a savior because it's like, we really need to be saved to be pure because that, that's the only thing <laughs> stopping us. Yeah. From, you know, like keeping, you know, keeping our hands off of each other. So, oh, totally. so we dated for 18 months and then we got married. And after we got married, we were just really on fire for Jesus. I mean, we were just the Jesus freaks. We <laughs> like, like I, I was, I'm not a hotter, I'm not a how can I say this? I'm a really passionate person. And so if I'm zealous about trying to rebel from God, I'm going to be zealous when I'm serving him. And so yeah. we're just, you know, just this crazy Jesus freak. And so we were like, man, we want to be in ministry. And, um, we felt this pull to move to Atlanta. Um, and we served at a church in Atlanta and then, um, we did that because we felt like the Lord told us to like, you know, you need to go to Atlanta. You're going to plant a church. So we served wow. at the church and then we planted a church in Atlanta at a young age. I think I was 24. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we were young, That's young pastors. Incredible though. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's been a wild ride. And, um, we served at that church for over four years and we, um, were pastors for two years. Um, but then the Lord said that our, our time was up and then our assignment was complete. And, um, Love it was that. such a beautiful opportunity to be. Um, and so since then we've been growing our business, um, as entrepreneurs, we owned a, a media company and I have, um, I have my brand confident woman co. And, um, so I'm still, still trying to inspire other women um, to find their identity and their worth in Jesus and um, their confidence in Jesus. And You're so doing I, that. I've moved out of that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I moved out of the, 
traditional uh, role of ministry and, and kind of going um, in this new path that the Lord is is taking us on, but I'm grateful for it. And um, I'm just becoming more of the woman that I'm called to be, um, which is such an amazing, amazing privilege. And every step of the way, it's just been empowered by God's grace um, because none of, none of what has happened to me in my life or that we've done or accomplished been by the work of my hands. It's all been by the grace of God and, and going where he's telling us to go. And so I'm just kind of in this place now where like, I'm like, God, I have no idea what you have next for us. Um, nothing in 2020 has thought it was going to go. Yeah. I have no idea where you have us going next. I'm just so grateful that I have you. Um, so I'm just in a season now where I'm rediscovering my identity in Christ. Not that it's gone anywhere, but I'm, I'm just experiencing it in a more deep way. Like your identity isn't based on being a pastor's wife. Your identity isn't based on how great of a Christian you are. Um, your identity really is in Christ. And sometimes you got to get to a place where, um, where things that you thought were still going to be there are stripped and you realize you still have everything that you need. So yeah. that's where we've been my story this far. And I, I wouldn't change a bit of it. I love that. It's so beautiful to just see how God has worked in your life, but it's also beautiful because you've surrendered and been like, okay, God, where should I, like, what's next? So that's also a testament to you guys being able to walk by faith and really be able to say yes, you know, yes, God, I will go. I will do what you have called us to do. And I think that's hard. It's very hard. Um, So, I mean, he's just going to continue to bless you because of your faithfulness, which is wonderful to see and also being the audience of you guys it's really beautiful because you're touching lives and you're super calm like your confidence in the lord breathes confidence into others and so i just want to encourage you in that and i'm excited to see where god is going to take you guys it's really beautiful so how did you start confident women co and what was your mission behind it so the mission of Confident Woman Co. is to equip you to stand confidently upon the finished work of Jesus. Okay. Um, I'll say this. It didn't start out that clear <laughs> um, with the right message. I think uh, what, what happened was the Lord in 2018 told me to host an online conference. And at that time, that sounded so outside of the realm of my capability. I was like, Lord, at what point are you going to let me just play small? Like, <laughs> easy for me. It's always so much bigger than I feel capable of doing. And um, it just makes me realize how big the Lord sees me. Um, And I'm growing and seeing myself the way he um, had me do an online conference. And confidence has always been my message because I grew up as a woman, as a girl who lacked confidence. And now I'm like, you know what, this is exactly what I need. Um, Serve my younger self to serve my daughter, to serve my children, to serve everybody I'm called to to serve. To serve women who still battle confidence issues. Like you're talking to everybody, I feel like, you know? Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, I need to embody this and I need to become it. And so I... I um, titled the confident uh, the, the conference the Confident Woman Conference, and um, so I was like, you know what? After this conference, I, I don't want it to just be a one-time thing. I need something that's going to serve these women long term. Um, it, it can't just be a one-time thing. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to start Confident Woman Co. because I I want to serve women beyond a one-time event. You know, I, I want this to be an ongoing relationship, um, and I want every resource that I create to be in one spot. Um, and so it was kind of a logical thing. Um, like, Hey, it, it can't just stop here. 
but it be, it turned into something that I didn't think it was going to turn into. Um, and so it, it was like, Oh yeah, this, this makes sense. And then the Lord said, this, Amanda, this is going to be a ministry. This is going to be different than what you think it's going to be. Um, and it, it really took off. Um, it, it took off more quickly than I expected it to. And, um, but I, I realized that my focus was off the, the beginning. I didn't have a clear message. The message for it was, um, uh, equipping, equipping you to confidently pursue your purpose, something along those lines. I don't think there's anything wrong with purpose. I think purpose is a good thing. Um, and I think that if we, if we pursue our purpose more than we pursue Christ, then we're missing the point. He's the prize. He's the reward. Like, like, I don't know how many times I have to come to the end of myself to realize it's Jesus. That's it. He's the reward. Like, I don't know how many counseling sessions I have to be in to where we end up. You just need Jesus. Like, more time all about him. But like, if you're rejected, that's because Jesus was rejected. Was rejected. You know, like, yeah. if you're feeling unloved, it's because only oh, God loved you the way you need to be loved. He's the answer for everything. And so it, it's not even about purpose. Purpose is great, but it really is about Jesus. And if you if you seek first the kingdom of God, then everything else will be added onto you. And so if you seek Jesus first, then purpose is going to take care of itself. And so I had to come to the end of myself again and again and again. For it to be that clear. So um, I think that I want it to be a business and have cool t-shirts and everything. God's like, no, <laughs> different, Amanda. It's a ministry. It's not about anything else but me. Um, and so it's just really an outpouring of everything that he's He's teaching me and in becoming a community of women who are learning to just stand in that. Like, I I don't have to work to earn my identity in Christ. There's nothing I can do that would outrun his grace and his love. I'm already a child of God. And because of that, I can be confident. Um, And so that's how it started. and, And that's how it's going. And I'm really excited to see where the Lord has taken us. I'm excited to see where it goes and all of the people that you reach because it's truly, it's truly a blessing. But um, especially talking about confidence, because like we mentioned, we all need it, (laughs) but we also need confidence in understanding. Yeah. Like the direction to go or what our purpose here on earth, like our assignment is, you know? So I think that's, it's great to see you and how you have navigated it all. So did you, did you always think that you'd be on stage speaking or was that also something that God was like, there you go. (laughs) I, I did not see myself being a speaker. Um, so I was always into performance. I, my, oh, yeah. my degrees in music education. And so I was a flutist. I performed. Wow. Yeah. I made all state band three years in a row in high school. I got a great scholarship to go to SMU for music and it was something that I just loved and I was really good in. Um, the Lord pivoted me into ministry and it was unexpected. You know, I was a music yeah. teacher for a year. Um, he said, bigger, bigger, Amanda, more, like it's more meaning, more purpose. And I, I, th- I think that I, it definitely served its purpose then. But um, I think that there is a little bit of that in me. There's a little bit of the, you know, I love um, being in front of people. I love creating something to where I can take somebody into my world and um, bring them into my experience. And it is, it be this beautiful connection. And, uh, you know, I just love the creativity in that. And um, so I, I have a background like that to where, you know, I'm, I'm used to that. Um, and I, and I, and I kind of know what that's like. And, but my husband, um, is an incredible speaker. And, um, I think that because I've always followed him, 
it yeah. just followed suit. You know, he was, yeah. he was, he was a speaker when he was in middle school, you know, like, and he's, he was just born winner. with it. Right. He was born with it. Like he's born to be a winner. He's just like one of those. <laughs> so cute. Everything he does, he was school salutatorian. He's Whoa. just like that. Guy. He's that yep. guy, you know? And so I think that, um, I, I didn't see this, this, for me, but it's always been God speaking it over me. It's always I been him saying, this is how I see you. This is how you're going to be used. And, and I'm thinking despite myself and he's saying, no, because this is you. Uh, it's not I despite, love that. despite yourself. It's because this is you. And I think that, um, I think that's why it's about confidence. That's why it's about being a confident woman. Because I think so many times we disqualify ourselves. We can be saved. Yeah. We can be sanctified. We can be spirit-filled women. But if we're, we're lacking confidence, then we're not going to do the thing that he's called us to do. We're going to disqualify ourselves and we're going to say, no, Lord, that's too yeah. big for me. That's too much for me, not me. And we don't understand that we're chosen and we're called. And, and the scripture says that, um, you know, before he laid the foundations of the earth, he chose us yeah. to be his very own. And he he prepared works in advance for us to do good works for his glory. And so all of the things that I'm stepping into and everything that you're going to step into, Desiree, yeah. and everything that, every plan that he has planned for every single woman out there was already, it's not a surprise to him. It was already ordained before the foundations of the earth. And all we have to do is step into it and say, yes, this is who I am. And this is what he's called me to do. And I'm going to stand in that confidently. So. I love that. So for everyone listening to, including myself, how do you, because you have said yes, um, time and time again, how do you get outside of that self-doubt outside of your mind, outside of what lies have attacked you or what other people say about you? How do you step out of that and, and confidently pursue the path? Because I think that's the issue. Like it's so easy. Um, especially for those who are born confident, it's super easy. I feel like to be like, Oh yeah, I got this. But for those who have experiences or trauma or pain that have afflicted their confidence, like how can we as women overcome that daily? That's really good. That is a great question. <laughs> this entire season that I'm walking through right now. <laughs> so you can let us know in <laughs> once you yeah. good. It's good because it's what I'm walking out, it's what I'm learning, it's what I'm stepping into. So um yeah, I um, you know, my life is somewhat public um and I think that um when that happens people believe that they can, you know, speculate on your life and say all, all kinds of everything and meme things and rumors mm -hmm. and gosh, oh, yeah. it's, it's not it hurts, it's extremely painful. You know, your reputation gets drugged through the mud and I think that um, when I was just exposed to how nasty it can get this year, um, it really, really traumatized me. Um, it didn't just hurt. It was traumatic. I'm in counseling for that um, very Wow. Long. I'm sorry to hear that. It yeah. And so it, it's okay. It's okay because it's all a part of who I'm becoming. So it's going to strengthen you in the Lord even more. I mean, I dealt with a ton of it. Like, right, coming right after the show, when that was 2013 when Instagram just got big and so everyone felt compelled to use this new outlet to be very hurtful and then I feel like a few years after it kind of people understood oh gosh that's really bad like 
I should watch what I'm saying. And then 2020 came and it's like, bam, let me just get it all out there to everybody and let me join the bandwagon. So if someone says something mean, people just think that it's okay to like join that banter. And it's really, really, honestly, disappointing in humanity. (laughs) It's extremely disappointing. I think that, I think that when people see someone that they perceive to be in a public eye, I think that they strip them of their humanity and strip them of their feelings and uh, their identity. It's like, you're not a person with worth. You're somebody for my entertainment and, and I'm here for the tea, right? Right, um, always. It, it's, it's brutal. And you're right, it's gotten worse this year with the election and Gosh. just having differing opinions. And I, I'm even watching the, this season of The Bachelorette and, <laughs> and it's ruthless. It's, People it's, are ruthless. ruthless. And so I'm just like, man, you, you, they, they deeply underestimate how, how painful that is. One comment is hard. Imagine getting thousands, you know? Um, so yeah, I think that, um, I've had to just go on a journey of really believing what God says about me Yeah. because I think that the tactic of the enemy is to get you to believe a lie about yourself, to believe his narrative, his take on the events that that you've gone through, his take on your character, his take on everything, and believe believe that narrative. And instead of believing the narrative that, hey, I'm I'm a child of God, I'm chosen, I'm his beloved, I am the bride of Christ. Um, like and and I think we have to just get so deeply rooted in that identity. So it's come to a place now. It's come to a place now in my life to where, you know, I've had anxiety at night and all all I can do is say, I'm loved. I'm chosen. I'm cherished by God. God loves me. I'm a child of God. And I have to speak that over myself so that I truly understand that 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 can't be taken, whether or not people think something about me. And I think that if I were to give into the things that were said about me, um, then in that case, the enemy would win. And I don't want him to have that much power over my life. Um, you know, I'm the type of person I'll spiral. (laughs) I'll go all the way down, you know, like, so like, it's not just like, I'm sad. It's like, no, you should die today. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like the enemy wants to still kill, kill and destroy. And he will try to take your life if you let him. And I'm the type of person I would, I would let him if not for the grace of God, if not for the Holy spirit living inside of me. And so I was just, you know, licking my wounds for such a long time. And, and I was just like, no, I can't do this anymore. I have to fight back. And so I just started fighting back with scripture, uh, with counseling, with a spirit. I love that. That's great. Counsel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and having a Christian counselor is everything. And also just being in community with people who truly love you and see you for you and not you for um, a, a distorted yeah. image. Yeah. I feel like 2020 hit me hard um, quite a few months ago. Like same kind of thing. And it's like everything I put out there was like turned or the enemy used other people to like hit me with comments that like, you know, you like, are you just, it's, I don't want it in my atmosphere. And a lot of times those permeate my atmosphere and then it affects my day to day. And so I, yeah, I had to spend like a full month of resting in him and resting in scripture and taking a break from social media taking a break from like the opinions that I, I didn't have a big stance on. Do you know what I mean? So that's also why it was hard. Cause it was like, my God, who do I believe? And 
Oh my gosh. It was debilitating at times to like feel that. And then I just rested in him. I rested in the fact that he's there. He's for us. He's not against us. And I'm just trusting, like just trusting in him. But, but I mean, it's hard. It's hard to do. And I, I, I think it's wonderful that you are able to, to, you'll get over this, you know, and you have taken the steps to get over it. And um, maybe it's just now we both know that we have to be a little more private. (laughs) That's true. That's true. But I love how you're practical about it. You know, like practically, what does it look to, to rest in God? It's like, well, I'm going to not take a strong stance on some of these issues because um, I need this for my and I'm soul. Super, my and soul. I'm super pressured every day to share my stance. And I'm like, I know, I, like, th- this is for me, <laughs> you know, this is between me and God. And I will keep that between him and I, unless I feel compelled. But I think it's also people want to force others to say or do what they want. And um, especially here in 2020 with everything going on, and it's just really hard, you know, I, I think it's, it's hard to navigate, but when you've got God on your side, it's, you know, you've got an army and you can overcome it all. And I, I've had to, I've had to also lean in on that and also do what you're doing. I, I think I love, I love Confident Woman because I am like you. And I mean, I struggled with confidence my whole life and trusting what other people said about me because that's all I knew was other people's words. And, um, yeah, I think it's just so good. Like we have to speak it over ourselves. Like, God, you love me. God, I am your child. Like I am, you know, chosen. And that actually, I think that was a great, great reminder for me that you just said. So thank you. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. And just thank you for even being vulnerable about where you're at. I think people need that. I think people need to hear, Hey, I have, I have the liberty to have boundaries, to protect my heart, to protect my mental health, (laughs) to protect my joy. And that's even what I'm doing in this season. Like I'm literally finding things just to make me laugh. (laughs) That's why I'm even like watching the bachelorette for the first time ever is because that will make you cry. (laughs) (laughs) And then I also started watching, uh, I'm not even a TV show person. I just started watching, um, the office. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Just so that I can laugh. And it's like, I, I haven't even scheduled in time for joy. And I need this. I love that. Maybe not in other seasons, you know, maybe other seasons is all about productivity and just purpose. But I'm just like, you know what? I'm scheduling time just so that I can laugh because I I need my soul, you know? (laughs) I feel you. Oh man. I feel you. I actually just the other day was like thinking a lot about joy because, um, I think it's easy also as a mother, you're, you know, the day-to-day business owner, all the things it's like your day-to-day is just the same and it's like you start to get into this routine of okay it's more of a to-do list rather than like let me enjoy each and every moment that I get to do you know it becomes a a chore and so I just started thinking about like maybe like because I was starting think I was thinking about when I was younger and like just I was witty and funny and like off the cuff and then I feel like in my adult life I've suppress that because of to-do lists and I'm super exhausted all the time. Um, And so I started thinking, I'm like, like, where am I finding my joy? And then honestly, I was starting to see, like, I find my joy went through other people. So like, I will be happy if my husband validates me, if other people like me, if 
my kids are being, you know, good for mama, but it's like, I need to find my joy in God. And like, this is very recent. That's why I'm just like, it's like epiphany of, okay, like I want to be more joyful. I have to be joyful in every day. I get to walk in this create, you know, this creation that he has created for us. And I get to take my kids to school. I get to do what I love to do and I should be joyful. You know, there's like, yeah, I don't know. It just, it was a good reminder, especially in 2020, <laughs> um, to be like, where am I finding my joy? And I, I love that you're speaking on this from a place of walking in it right now and yeah. learning time. Like, <laughs> I feel like we're both doing that. And I think that's so cool. You know, I feel like so many times we want to be like, hey, I've learned this a few years ago. And yeah. <laughs> No, we're just figuring it out day by day. Yeah. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I and I think that um, you know, the more that we just take a moment to consider how our lives are going, we can just make the small adjustments every day. And I feel like that's that's what makes us human, you know. Yeah. We get to to experience it, figuring it figure it out day by day. Figuring it out. I mean but, nobody has it together. Right. Absolutely. And we're not yeah, alone. No. we have Christ on our side. Yeah. So out for good yeah absolutely yeah it's it's just so good it's all of this is such a great reminder another topic that seems to keep coming up another theme on this season of the podcast is showing up in your struggle so like a lot of people have been sharing whether they're currently in a struggle or we talked about um how to how to show up even within your struggle and I am because I think it's important to share with others what you're going through because you don't know what they're going through and maybe that's where you will find hope and you'll be able to even offer hope and so I don't know I think it's you know I don't know it's just good to share and and be vulnerable and so I appreciate you for sharing too yeah thank you I, I appreciate the opportunity too and I I also have a podcast, Confident Woman Podcast, yeah. and even the most recent episode that I did was about authenticity over <laughs> perfection. I think that when we have these perfectly curated lives, we forget that, hey, we're, we, what, what, what we do is what we, we compare somebody else's external reality to yeah. our internal reality, yeah. forgetting that the whole internal world that we can't see and so we, we can't see them dealing with insecurity. We can't see uh, the private th battles they're facing in their marriage or anything like that. We just see the exterior and we see our interior and, and, and we forget that, you know, we aren't our internal lives and they aren't their external lives. And, and so I think that when we show up authentically and we show up as we are and we show up in the midst of our struggle, we say, hey, we are all human and we all need Jesus. And so- Absolutely. <laughs> Take off the mask. Let's stop acting like we've got it all together and um, we're going to find so much more power. Um, I, I love that the scripture tells us that our, that our power is made perfect at, in, in our own weakness because where we're weak, then Christ is strong in us. And, and, um, and Paul, whenever he was, he was saying, I could boast about this. I could brag about that, but I'm not going to, I'm going to boast in my weaknesses. Cause when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And that is so and, funny. I literally just read that like the other day and it was, I love, it. I love when it all comes full circle. <laughs> I love it. 
And, and I think we just need a deeper revelation of that. Like it's not our perfection that makes us worthy. If we are perfect, we need Jesus. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we think we're perfect, we don't seek Jesus. So. So true. That's yeah. so true. You know, <laughs> Jesus praising God for the thorn in his flesh because it keeps him all the more dependent on him. And, and it's just like, man, what if we praised God for our suffering? What if we praise yeah. God for our pain? What if we rejoiced when trials came because it's, a t- it's an opportunity for our endurance to grow. It's an opportunity for us to depend on God all the more and for us to see him in all of his glory. I mean, like, and I think that, I think that's why we can even have a more deeply rooted confidence because we can say, Hey, my confidence isn't, how pretty I am. My confidence isn't how well-spoken I am. My, my confidence isn't how amazing my marriage is or how perfect my kids are because I'm going to fail in all of those areas. At some point. <laughs> I'm, I'm imperfect, but my confidence is in the one who is perfect. That's why I can be confident because yeah. wherever I fail, he's strong. He, he's my sustainer. And, 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 and I love this quote, like God never changes, but he changes everything. Mm. So everything is temporary, but him. And so everything's going to fade. Even this life is going to fade, but he's not. So I'm going to, I'm going to put my confidence on the one thing that never changes, not everything else. And so, um, you know, just in the midst of everything going on and all of our weaknesses, like, uh, like that's why we get to cling to God because he's sufficient, you know? I love that. It's so true. It's so good. Yeah. I feel like this whole week I've been hearing like my grace is sufficient. So it's like his grace, you know, it's so good. And, and, and I think a lot of times too, people struggle with maybe like what you said earlier about like, well, I'm not, I'm not good enough almost to be here and, you know, in your dream. And I think oftentimes we can get caught up in that because I think too, when I was, going the opposite way of my faith. Like I almost didn't want, I felt like I had gone too far. So I'm like, you know, like it's going to take, it's too much work to get back. And then, and then it took prayer and conviction and going to church. And so I think, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Just the fact that he has us and his grace. So no matter what you've done in your past, like he with repentance, he forgives you and his grace is sufficient. It's enough for us. Yeah. I know that you're the podcaster, but I just got to ask a question. So I like it. <laughs> um, um, do you, do you ever have moments where you've felt like you've disqualified yourself? All the um, time. <laughs> so how have you gotten through that? How have you gotten through that? Well, I think, I know it's so funny because it's just like, I'm so like, you know, I grew up with not very much. And so every blessing that comes, I'm always like, like, why me? You know? It happens all the time. And I have to just be reminded, like, every time I think that, he he literally says, because you're chosen, you know, you, and also because, um, also because I'll hear too, like, you are faithful, you're faithful, you're faithful. Because in my lowest times, I was faithful. I didn't have a dime, but I would give away a dime. Like, I didn't have a dime, but I would give away a quarter. And so I think, like, through those struggles, it's a test too of our faith. And so I don't know. I think obviously everything in my life has been an open door from him. It's not nothing I have done at all. <laughs> no. Yeah. Except for being faithful and trusting him. 
That's so good. I love that God is so faithful to us, you know? Um, and, and I just, I, I just want to, even just affirm what you're doing. I think sometimes when people get a lot of opportunities, they'll stray away from the Lord rather than pressing into him. And they'll use it as an opportunity to glorify themselves rather than glorify him. And I just, I just love that you're pressing into him and using everything that he's given you to point back to him. I think that's an anomaly in this culture and we need more Desirees in this (laughs) culture. And I'm just, just beautiful to see. Um, and it's just, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. You're being a light in a dark place for oh, sure. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate that. I know even the podcast, I'm, I'm much more a behind the scenes. Like I don't, I I've always struggled with finding my voice. And so it's just been, it's been incredible to like say yes to the podcast when it's not at all what I ever wanted to do. <laughs> But I have been blessed by everyone I've interviewed. I've had the opportunity to reach out to women that I admire. And I just think it's like, it can only go up from here, you know? Like, it's it's spreading goodness. It's spreading God. And, you know, maybe, I don't know. It's just, it's a growth for all of us, I think, you know? That's why I enjoy listening to other people. I love enjoying, I enjoy listening to you. And because we all have a different story. And we also all have a different approach that God has given us to reach other people. And so, you know, I think it's just, again, getting out of our comfort zone to say, yes, yes, Lord. And you stepping up to the plate empowers other people who see themselves in you. Like, I've struggled to find my voice, but if Desiree can do it, I can do it, you know? (laughs) Um, And so, like, I think who God has called us to be empowers other people to be who God has called them to be. And so I I just love that we're all like literally breaking off the chains of self-doubt and worry and insecurity and restlessness and we're just stepping all that God has for us and I just love it it's such a privilege to be a part of it really is and I just want to thank you so much for joining me you you literally this whole conversation has been such a great like affirmation and great blessing to me too so I, I really appreciate you and um I would love for everyone to know how they can find you and follow you and how they can also see where you're like speaking because you're a phenomenal speaker. Oh, thank you so much. Well, uh, you can find me at, on Instagram at Amanda A. Pittman. I'm really not active on any other social platform except for Instagram, sometimes Twitter. Um, and so you can find me on Instagram at Amanda A. Pittman and, um, you can find Confident Woman Co. at Confident Woman Co. Just like how it sounds <laughs> on Instagram. Um, if we're for daily inspiration, podcasts, um, and uh, future conferences and events and things like that. And so it's really that simple. And um, honestly, if you keep up with me on social media, I'll post anytime that I'm speaking or I'm invited to speak. Um, really simple. And so, yeah, that's 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 all. And um, I'm excited to, to just this has been such a really cool opportunity to talk with you. I'm just as encouraged as you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it feels like, it, it, I think it's just so beautiful to be able to connect and remember that, hey, we're all in this together. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, and I would love to chat more. So um, anytime. Yes. Thanks, Amanda, so very much. Uh, we look forward to hearing more from you soon. Thank you.